Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. I'm recording today's podcast a couple of days early. It's Friday and usually I record on Mondays because I'm going down to Sydney next week to record the audiobook of Nanny Piggins and the Wicked Plan, which is book two in that series. So thank you to everyone who bought the audiobook for book one of Nanny Piggins and making that possible. And while we're talking about audiobooks, I do get a lot of messages from podcast listeners asking me to do more Friday Barnes episodes. Well, I can't really do any more than I'm doing at the moment because I'm still writing Friday Barnes books, so I need to use all my Friday Barnes ideas for that. But if you do want to listen to more Friday Barnes, there is an audiobook available of book one, so you can check that out. Hopefully, eventually, I'll be able to record more books in that series too. Anyway, that's enough housekeeping. Let's get down to today's story, which is Hercules and the Aegean Stables, as told by Nanny Piggins. Here we go. The children were sitting around the coffee table in the living room doing their homework. Nanny Piggins didn't normally approve of homework, but she had baked a particularly good bread and butter pudding. She had improved the recipe by taking out the bread and replacing it with chocolate cake, then taking the butter and tripling the amount in the recipe. So anyway, she was occupied eating her eighth helping, and the children used the rare moment of quiet to get some work done. That was until Derek struck a problem and he needed his nanny's help. Ah, uh, Nanny Piggins, said Derek, do you know anything about the Aegean stables? Is it a chocolate shop? asked Nanny Piggins. If so, I categorically deny that I broke in and ate their chocolate display. I went back and slipped the money under the front door the next day, so I don't know why they need to involve the police. No, the Aegean stables from Greek mythology, said Derek. It's got something to do with the twelve labours of Hercules. Oh, said Nanny Piggins, those Aegean stables. Yes, I know all about that. You do, said Derek. Yes, because one of my relatives was there, said Nanny Piggins. Really, said Michael. That's a coincidence. Not really, said Nanny Piggins. It was a stables. A lot of pigs live in stables. Those lucky enough not to be abducted by ringmasters and forced to endure a life of fame and show business at the circus as the world's most glamorous flying pig. This is what had happened to Nanny Piggins when she was a piglet. She was still quite bitter about it. So who was your relative, asked Samantha. Iola, said Nanny Piggins. She was my great-great-great times 197 greats aunt. She travelled with Hercules as a kind of assistant. She was his niece. Oh, at school we learnt that Iolus was Hercules' nephew, said Derek. Typical, said Nanny Piggins. And I bet they forgot to mention that she was a pig. Was Hercules a pig, asked Michael. What a ridiculous question, said Nanny Piggins. Haven't you seen all the paintings of him on urns and statues? He's always portrayed as a handsome devil, but nowhere near as handsome as a pig. Why would he be? 
Well, if his niece was a pig, said Michael, I thought it might follow. No, he was just very lucky to get a niece who was a pig, said Nanny Piggins. Things were a lot more flexible in the ancient story days. The gods were forever turning into animals for one reason or another, usually to cause mischief. Zeus, that was Hercules' father, he was the king of the gods. Anyway, he once became a swan. I can't imagine why, but this is what people were reduced to before Netflix and podcasts. They were so bored, they did some very odd things. Well, I have to do a report on the story of the Aegean stables for school, said Derek. Can you tell me what happened? I can, but are you sure you want to hear it? asked Nanny Piggins. It's a terrible tale. There's madness, violence, and an unimaginably enormous amount of, how should I put this, of droppings. Dropping, said Michael. I'm trying to say poop in the nicest possible way, said Nanny Piggins. Oh, said Michael. Droppins is probably the best choice, agreed Samantha. She didn't want to encourage Nanny Piggins to run through all the possible synonyms. Well, I have to learn about the Aegean stables. My teacher said so, said Derek. Nanny Piggins shook her head sadly. Well, if your school is that morally bankrupt, I can't be held to blame. They are the education professionals. I'll tell you all about it then. Have you got a good snack? This story is a cracker, and you might need some sustenance. Although when we get to the droppings part, it's probably best to stop eating. I don't want to put you off your food. So the children gathered a large supply of chocolate chip cookies and curled up beside Nanny Piggins on the couch as she began her tale. It all started in the ancient story days, when Hercules was driven mad by his stepmother. And I mean literally mad. She put a spell on him to make him go insane. And while he was in that state, he killed someone. Actually, he killed three people. That's terrible, said Samantha. I know, said Nanny Piggins. I told you, this is a dreadful story. But no, you had to hear it. Well, it is a classic, said Derek. That doesn't make the violence all right, does it, said Nanny Piggins. Anyway, when the spell was broken and Hercules realised what he'd done, he felt terrible about the whole thing. He was racked with guilt. So to atone for his terrible crime, he had to perform... Twelve labours. These labours were thought up by his sickly half-brother, Eurystheus, who was, as it happened, the king of Greece. And as I'm sure you've already guessed, he totally got that job through trickery. It should have gone to Hercules. Anyway, this guy Eurystheus just hated Hercules, so he thought up the most crazy, dangerous challenges he could think of. Tame a monstrous bull, kill a magical lion, steal an Amazon queen's girdle, that sort of thing. But Hercules was so awesome and muscly and honourable that he performed each task successfully. And each time he was successful, people just loved him more and more. This made Eurystheus totally jealous and infuriated. He wanted to think up something really, really humiliating for Hercules to do. And that's when he thought of droppings. Poop, said Michael. Michael, there is no need to make this story any more tawdry than it already is, said Nanny Piggins. Sorry, Nanny Piggins, said Michael. Now, there was a king called Augeus, said Nanny Piggins, and he had an enormous stables where he kept 3,000 cows. And these were not ordinary cows because this was the ancient story times. And as with just about everything back then, everything has to be divine, sent from the gods, which is what was the case with these cows. They were immortal. Although why anyone would want an immortal cow, I don't know. 
But I digress. These cows were healthier and bigger than regular cows. And as a result, they also produced way more. Droppings, guessed Michael. Michael, don't read ahead, said Nanny Piggins. I wasn't reading, said Michael. You were reading my mind, said Nanny Piggins. And I don't approve, but you're quite right. Each cow produced an unearthly amount of droppings. And when you consider that there were 3,000 of them in this stables, the level of manure production was beyond belief. That sounds horrific, said Samantha. He must have been able to smell it for miles, said Derek. You could smell it in China, said Nanny Piggins. And China is not the next door country. So all the countries in between had to deal with an odour even more toxic. But this story gets worse. Worse than 3,000 immortal cows going to the bathroom in one place, asked Michael. Oh, yes, said Nanny Piggins. You see, no one likes cleaning up after cows, not even cows. They think it's a terrible, humiliating job. So no one did it. What do you mean, asked Samantha. No one cleaned up after them, said Nanny Piggins. But they'd have to, said Derek, or the amount of manure would just grow and grow. It did, said Nanny Piggins, for 30 years. Oh, gross, said the children. That's disgusting, said Samantha. Exactly, said Nanny Piggins. Every year it got worse and the smell got worse. It was putrid. So people wanted to deal with it less and less. I wish I hadn't eaten so many cookies, said Michael. He was starting to turn quite green. Anyway, said Nanny Piggins, this gave nasty King Eurystheus an evil idea. He wanted to humiliate Hercules, so he set in the task of cleaning the Aegean stables. What a meanie, said Samantha. He loved the idea of his super fit and muscly beloved brother being forced to wade into the stables and shovel manure for years and years, said Nanny Piggins. He'd be there forever, said Derek, because the cows would just keep producing more. Of course, said Nanny Piggins. Eurystheus was really a wicked king, but Hercules knew he had to atone for his previous naughtiness, so he accepted the task and travelled to the neighbouring kingdom where the Aegean stables were housed. There he met with the owner of the stables, King Orgeus. The Aegean stables were named after him, although why you'd want to name stables after yourself, then not clean them for 30 years is beyond belief. It makes you wonder if he ever cleaned himself. So Hercules met him and was naturally disgusted because the smell was pretty dire in the palace. But Hercules liked to show off, so he said he wouldn't just clean the stables, he would do it in just one day if King Augeus promised to give him 10% of his cattle. King Augeus laughed. He thought it wasn't possible, but he wanted to see Hercules try, so he agreed. When Hercules and Iolus went to the stables, the smell was appalling. And the stables were huge. It's hard to imagine a stable big enough to house 3,000 cows. But just think, 3,000 giant immortal cows. It was staggeringly big. Even brave and noble Hercules began to worry that he may have bitten off more than he could shovel. But my great times 197 greats aunt was very good at lateral thinking. She looked at the stables and she looked at the two nearby rivers and she had an idea. Hercules was just about to wade into the muck with a shovel and bucket and get to work when she stopped him. Uncle Hercules, she said, I don't think shoveling the manure will work. There's 30 years of stench built up in there. It needs to be flushed out and cleaned properly. 
What do you mean? asked Hercules. He was so used to solving problems with brute strength or by killing things, he wasn't used to domestic tasks like cleaning. To wash something, said Iolus, speaking slowly so as not to confuse her uncle, you need water. Yes, said Hercules. He understood this much. To wash something big, said Iolus, you need a lot of water. Yes, agreed Hercules. There are two mighty rivers, one running either side of the stables, Iolus pointed out. You could divert them and run them through the middle of the stables. Oh, I like that idea, said Hercules. I wouldn't have to get poop on my hands. Exactly, said Iolus. So that's what he did, said Nanny Piggins. Hercules ripped holes in either end of the stables, dug trenches between the rivers and the stables, then released the water. It gushed through, flooding the stables and flushing out all the manure. And that is how the Aegean stables were cleaned in just one day. The end. But what happened to the cows? asked Michael. I don't know, said Nanny Piggins. They never mentioned that in the ancient storybooks. And where did all the manure go? asked Samantha. Back in the river, I suppose, said Nanny Piggins. That must have been terrible for the environment, said Derek. I don't suppose it was a lot of fun for the fish downstream, that's for sure, said Nanny Piggins. The animal rights activists must have been very cross with Hercules, said Michael. I don't think animal rights activists had been invented back in the ancient story days, said Nanny Piggins. If they had, they would have put a stop to pretty much all 12 of Hercules' labours. Well, I suppose Hercules did complete his task, though, said Derek. Actually, no, said Nanny Piggins. His evil brother said it didn't count because he'd been paid by King Augeus and that wasn't part of the deal. So he added another labour onto the list. This is a terrible story, said Derek. Why have people been telling it for thousands of years? Well, because it teaches children a very important moral lesson, said Nanny Piggins. It does, asked Michael. Indeed it does, said Nanny Piggins. It teaches children to regularly clean their bedrooms. Otherwise, your parents will have to divert a waterway into your house, causing a massive natural disaster that destroys untold wildlife. The end. Time for bed. And so, having learned way more than they wanted to about that labour of Hercules, the children were glad to go back to doing their homework. The end. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye.